Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am fired up today. I've got an unbelievable human being on the show today. Many of you know who he is and, and if you don't know who he is, you're about to learn and it's going to blow your mind. So without any more from me, I want to welcome Ray Higdon to the show. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Good. Thanks for man. having me. I'm I'm glad you're here. So, um, you know, I recently, I, well, first off, let me say this: <laughs> you're a marketing beast. Like seriously, <laughs> I, I've I've you know I've followed your page for a long time, and it seems like I cannot open up Facebook without seeing one of your ads. <laughs> We're waiting for you to buy, brother. I mean, as soon as you buy, you won't see them anymore. Yeah. You still see them, but yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I, and I know how that works. If I click on it, you're going to follow me everywhere. So, um, but, but I That's think right. it's, I think it's awesome, man. And, and, and you definitely have it down and, and, you know, I'm sure knowing a little bit about you, I'm sure it hasn't always been easy. Um, and you know, I kind of want to have you talk. I mean, th this show is about helping people have a breakthrough and get unstuck if you would. And I know sure. that that's what you and your wife do is you help hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. And, and so let's start with, you know, telling everybody where you were born and raised. Yeah. So originally from, uh, Seymour, Indiana, go Colts. Uh, it's also the birthplace of John Cougar Mellencamp, which is, uh, he's the, uh, when he did the song Small Town, that's actually Seymour, where I'm from. Oh, and wow. yeah. And so I've actually, I've lived here in Florida, which is where we live right now. I've lived here for uh, over 25 years now. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, where we're at. I'm here with my, I have three kids, uh, married and, uh, very grateful. So it and it Seymour, Indiana. Yeah, Seymour, yep. Indiana. So I'm 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 in Ohio. So we yep. have very similar weather. We're supposed to get hammered, I guess, later tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Love love yeah, it. It'll probably drop to 81 here today. So <laughs> we're, we're we're prepared. Florida strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. So, so with with um, so growing up in in Indiana, is that where you went to like grade school, high school, all that? Uh, up until I believe um, I think sixth grade was my last uh, class in Indiana before I came down here. Oh, okay, okay. So you've been down there a long time, like yeah. since you were a kid. Yeah. What is that, 12, 12 years old maybe, 11 or 12? Something like that, yeah. 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 So did you, um, did you end up going to college down there? So my, my story with college is, uh, you know, I had my, uh, you know, two sons pretty early on. So, you know, at, uh, I think, uh, 19 is when I had my first uh, kid. My uh, um, ex-wife and, and I had our first kid. And so I had to grow up pretty quick. I didn't have time to uh, kind of find myself in college or anything like that. And so I worked my way up the corporate world uh, to a, a pretty fairly decent salary before I started college. And I actually went to college specifically to get over my fear of speaking. Wow. And so I, I went to I went to college after after having a horrendous, horrendous experience having to give a 
um, just a little project update in front of the little department that I worked with, you know, worked for at uh, the county government in uh, Collier County, Florida. And uh, it was just such a terrible experience that I was like, you know what, I got to get better at this. And so I went to the college here, which back then was called uh, International College. Now it's called Hodges University. And I said, put me in every class that they force you to speak in front of the class. And they remarked that that's always the last class people take. But um, I wanted to get over that fear. And and that's what I did. I never finished. I didn't ever finish. I, you know, at some point I keep telling myself that I will, but I, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, right. Not that I don't suggest quitting, but uh, I just I, I don't see myself finishing. Right. Well, you, you did more than I did, so I'll, I'll oh, just leave it at that. I guess. So, so you know, I, I think, though, that that's that, – and that is a huge, huge fear that a lot of people have is public speaking, right? Right. Um, so, like, did that do it for you? Um, I think it was more the experience – that helped. Um, college definitely didn't make me a great speaker, but it got me in front. It got me some experience. Right. And so I did that. I did Toastmasters. Uh, and then when I was in real estate, I, I ran small events to get in front of realtors and, and real estate kind of people. And so it's really the, for me, it was more the experience and, and just getting number of talks under my belt that got me better versus any one class or anyone you know technique necessarily gotcha i gotcha so so you were working in a in in a corporate job though yeah so back then i worked for a local county government in uh, collier county so i worked for the board of commissioners in the it department and um you know that's that's you know where i was okay did that involve like any kind of selling or just no no, no that didn't it was just really uh, like a technical project manager. Okay. So, you know, I was more helping with different software kind of things. And I wasn't the software developer or the technical guru, right. but I more managed, kind of worked with the people that did that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so how, now how long did you stay in that corporate job working for the government? So that one, I was there like maybe five or six years, and then I went and started working for an insurance company, and that was the final year of me having a job, which was uh, 2004, 2005, and then in April of 2005 is when I left the corporate world uh, to pursue being an entrepreneur, which back then wasn't network marketing. Uh, hold on one second. I put it on Do Not Disturb, and yet it's still uh, oh, it? so, still got a call, huh? Yeah, that's I, weird. I have it on Do Not Disturb. Skype, man. I'm telling you, Skype is weird for me. But um, anyway, um, and so I, um, 2005 is when I left the corporate world. Wow. Okay. So you got in. You became an entrepreneur. Yes. Which was that was in real estate. Oh. Okay. So I had. I had been reading up on, on real estate for like the past year and how to be a real estate investor. I also got my mortgage license. And so I left the corporate world to do kind of mortgages more part-time and, and do real estate uh, full-time, which uh, I thought I was a genius because I was just crushing it, started making good money, a lot more than I was making. 
And then when the market crashed, I realized I wasn't a genius. I was just in a hot market. Right. And so I got completely wiped out, dead broke, lost every dime I ever made. Then um, personal foreclosure, over a million dollars in debt. And I had tried network marketing in the past and had made sales, but had never built anything really significant. And at that point in my life, with my credit shot, million dollars in debt, personal foreclosure, gone through, went through a divorce, um, I really didn't have a whole lot of options. So I threw everything I had at network marketing and became the number one income earner in a company. And, um, you know, since then we now coach and train people in that space. So, so that, that's, that's interesting because I've been, I, I'm involved in several network market. I think I told you, like, like every yeah. time I talk to somebody in network marketing, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll yeah. buy the product. Get them guys. Get them guys. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get hit up now. <laughs> oh God. Now I, and I have some amazing, amazing friends that are actually leaders in network marketing companies. Yeah. And, and, and I love it. I've, I've done it for, do you remember uh, um, one of the first, the first network, well, the first network marketing company I joined was Amway. I was selling, okay. selling water purification systems for a, an Amway distributor. I was 17. I didn't know anything about it. Awesome. And then, then, you know, but do you remember web TV? Mm, no. It was the first um, internet uh, television set top box that you could surf the net on this thing okay. right, on your TV. It was, it was crazy. It, it, I made a lot of money, but it didn't last. But so, so a lot of people though, I, I've found a lot of people have tried some sort of MLM, some sort of network marketing. Um, we've all heard that, oh, that's just one of those pyramid schemes thing, right? Um, what do you think it is? What is the thing that, that makes, and I'm not asking you to give away free training today, by the way, but, but what is the thing that makes people go in and out of, of different network marketing companies? Never really, I mean, cause mo let's, let's be honest, man, like 99% of network marketers don't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, network 99% of business owners don't make it either. Right. And I think, you know, for people to think that there's something special about network marketing success rate or failure rate is a mistake. I mean, 99% of restaurants don't make it. 99% of chiropractors don't make it. You know, 99% of realtors don't make it. And the only difference, so if we know that anything extraordinary, which I would consider an entrepreneur or a business owner extraordinary, if any, any of that that's extraordinary, 99% of people fail, then some of your criteria for should you get involved or not is risk and reward and overhead. And so, you know, what years ago, there's something that popularized even the word entrepreneur, because entrepreneur used to not be a great word. Right. You know, you'd say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And they'd say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, <laughs> right. you know, I hope you find something, right? I hope you find a job or something. You know, good luck, buddy. Do you need some, you know, lunch money? And, but there's something that happened in mainstream uh, media, you know, in different countries, and it's called different things in different countries, but um, something came along called Shark Tank. And so Shark Tank, kind of gave the masses a glimpse at how entrepreneurs actually think and what they actually want and, you know, gave them uh, maybe permission to dream a little bit. But if you look at Shark Tank, it's, it's really interesting. You know, one of the greatest things about network marketing is it's the lowest risk, lowest overhead way for the average ordinary person to start a business. 
you don't have to go on Shark Tank and have put it, you know, half of your you know, life savings into it and give the other half away to a shark for connections. You don't have to learn supply chain management, currency conversion. You don't have to have a trademark or patent attorney. You don't have to learn how to, you know, ship it across state lines or how to scale your business once you're making, you know, 10,000 almond butter cookies in your basement. You don't have to learn any of that crap. All you got to do is point people to a tool and say, hey, you open and take a look at this or not. And so typically cost you less than a thousand bucks to get your entire business started is scalable from day one. And you don't have to invent a darn thing. You don't have to create a logo. You don't have to create the bottling process or the proprietary mix of chemicals or berries or, or cream or whatever. All you have to do is see if other human beings are open to your product, service or opportunity, which I'll point out, you have to do in every other business too. Except it just costs you a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more risk and a whole lot more overhead in every other type of business. And so it's great if you know that 99% of any entrepreneur, no matter what they're doing, is going to fail, then you may want to analyze your risk and, and your overhead and your reward. You know, we, we have uh, clients that have teams of over 500,000 people in their organization that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for the last 14 years. And whether they roll over in bed or out of bed, that's not bad. But they came in on the same kind of risk and same kind of overhead that anybody else did for a few hundred bucks and you know, a little bit each month. They had that opportunity. And so I think the number one reason that people jump from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing is they just don't have clear expectations. And part of that low risk, low overhead is also a curse. You know, if it was $50,000 to join, less people would join for sure, but they would take it more seriously. Um, you know, there would still be the same, you know, roughly failure rate, but at least people would have different expectations. They wouldn't say, well, I'll try this for a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't think anyone starts a restaurant and says, I'm going to try this for a couple of weeks. They hope they make it past that at least. Now, they may not believe they'll make it two years, but they at least think they'll make it two weeks. And, and so that's, that's part of the good and the bad of network marketing. Wow. I'm shutting my company down and joining a network marketing company today. <laughs> hey, that, it may make sense. I don't know. <laughs> and I love what I do. But like, right. like, and, well, and, that, and that's a key. Let me, let me point that out. Yeah. That's a key. See, because people will take what I say and say, well, well, how come you big shot? Well, how come you're doing coaching and training? How come you're not network marketing? I am consciously choosing a riskier profession. Yep. Because I love what I do, just like you love what you do, yep. right? Yep. So I'm consciously choosing to have, I mean, we have employees, we have contractors. I mean, we have six figures a month flowing out for our storage space and our contractors and all the different, you know, server stuff we have going on and all the different people we have work with us. And so I consciously am choosing a riskier higher overhead model because I love it. And that's that's the litmus test. If you love what you do, then God forbid, don't ever quit it. Keep right. doing what you're doing. But if you're looking as an entrepreneur of, I want to make money and what's the what's the best way to do that, the lowest risk, lowest overhead way, then network marketing is a great option. We don't say that it's better because we don't think that's how you turn other people on. We just say it's a great option. Right. But you, I mean, you were a seven-figure earner in, in network marketing. Right. We did over, we did millions of dollars in network marketing commissions for sure. Um, and, uh, we loved, love, we love network marketing. We loved working with our team. We loved going on team trips. We loved company conventions. We loved all of that stuff. Yeah. The, um, you know, the thing that 
made us have the decision is that we built a coaching and training business without really that being our intention. Right. And we realized that it was demanding more and more of a, of our time, which we didn't feel fair was, was, you know, was, you know, fair for our team. But, you know, we looked at our hearts and said, where do we feel we can make the bigger difference? Is it working with our team over here or is it helping the profession elevate as a whole? And we felt that elevating the profession as a whole was more of where our heart was. And that's what we chose. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you guys do an unbelievable job from, I've, I've heard some rumors. <laughs> from, I, I probably sent them to you. I probably, <laughs> hey, hey, Ken, people say we're really good. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. We, we, uh, you yeah. may have sent a few of those rumors. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we have some mutual friends that um, speak very highly of you. And, and, and I think that, you know, I, again, one of the, the biggest objections, I think, that network marketers hear is, you know, well, that's not for me or, you know, like and, and I'm I'm curious if if, you know, if you guys if you have a. I don't want to call it a close. I, I'm. I also follow closely um, Grant Cardone, and we know how he's a he's a hammer. Um, but you know the people that that um, that are that are on the fence that just can't make a decision to start their own business. I mean, how do you? What do you say to those people that are like, man? I I, I, I I've always thought about it, but. You know, my aunt Susie joined Amway and and never made it or whatever. I mean, what do you say to those people to help them? May, or is there anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you know, one thing that really affects your duplication is how complex is your training, and and so you aren't going to make hundreds of thousands of people in your organization, super closers or NLP experts or, you know, persuasionists. Right. And so we make things very, very simple in that we're not, you know, we're not, yes, we teach closing, but honestly, it's more about managing the energy and qualifying. And so if I'm talking to someone and they say, Oh, my, you know, my aunt Susie tried that and I don't think it's for me. I say, Hey, no problem. Well, do you know anyone that does want to make some extra money on the side but show them how to do it? And so I'm just I'm 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 not trying to close every, you know, person breathing oxygen on the planet. Uh, I'm looking for people who are hungry and, you know, someone who, who wants more in their life. They want more benefit from the product or service or they want to make some more money. I'm looking for people who are looking. And if you carry with you the I'm going to close them all kind of attitude, you're going to be stressed out and you're going to create a model that's not very duplicatable. It's not so much about what's my closing percentage per se. Right. It's about how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people can I get to believe that they can do what I'm doing. And so instead of myself as super expert or super authority or anything like that, if I'm network, if I'm network marketing, that's a very different positioning than position yourself as an expert trainer or coach or, or something like that. And so I want people to believe they can do what I can do. And so I might say something like, hey, I hear you, man. You know, all I do is I point people to this video. Some people like it, some don't, some buy, some don't. If you're open to it, great. If not, no big deal. And so I keep things very, very simple so that the tow truck driver, the mattress salesman, the mechanic, the substitute teacher, the soccer mom can do what I am teaching versus, oh, I have to position myself as a closer. I have to be an expert or write a book. I don't want them to think that. Right. And so I want it to be very, very simple. So we kind of joke around in that we make stuff 
simple. And that's that's what we do. And if you want massive duplication, that's what you got to do. Like one of your like one of your issues would be like if you got serious about network marketing, people would say, well, Ken, man, you're super connected, and you know you're you know all this technical mumbo jumbo. You're a webmaster, incredibly handsome. How could I possibly do what you do, bro? And that's where you would have to heavily rely not on charisma, not on personality, not on persuasion, not on rapport, not on reputation. You would need to heavily de- rely on tools yeah. and say, hey, I don't know, man. All I do is I show this video, some like it, some don't. And all you would have to do is show the same video. You want to check, the, check out the video? If not, don't worry about it. Hey, all I do is I hand out this sample pack. And some like it, some don't. You want to try a sample pack, you open to it. If not, no big deal. And so you have to, especially someone in your position, too often a, uh, you know, someone will recruit a celebrity or an athlete or a best-selling author or a trainer in a network marketing and they say, hey, go to your list, man, with your sign-up link. And that is the least duplicatable thing you can possibly do on the planet. It's also not very effective, right, because people want to feel more intimate. But um, you have to heavily rely on tools if you're of the guru space like, like you are. Wow. Well, number one, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that you, you put me in that space, <laughs> but Why like, not, man? yeah, well, I, well, you these know, books behind you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I'm here. I'm gonna get your autograph. <laughs> Come on, dude. So, so I, <laughs> that's fine. I'll send you a signed copy of my book. Good. I'm good. I'm kidding. But, but the, the, you know, I think, and, and honestly, I think that you, you're, you're onto something because I've, I've had the, that exact objection. Like, yeah, but you yeah. already know all that blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And, and I have a lot of people try to recruit me because of my connections. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, and they, and they, and they don't, and they don't know the distinction. Right. I mean, most, quite frankly, most people don't know the distinction right. of, I'm trying to sell something versus I'm trying to teach you how you can also sell something. And they're two very different distinctions. If I'm selling you a refrigerator, I'll tell you the cubic inches. I'll tell you how cold it gets. I'll tell you that the sub-zero thermometer came from mercury or whatever, right? I'll tell you all the nitty-gritty. If I'm teaching you how to sell appliances, I want to rely on the tool. And that's that's people – most people don't understand that. Right. Wow. Like, hey, just show just show people this video about the refrigerator. They're they're gonna buy or not? <laughs> like, yeah, some will, some will, some will, some won't. Won't take you a whole lot of time. Right. You don't need to know that comp plan. They're not gonna help you out. So you don't have to be super genius. Right. And that's you know that's we want to keep it simple. We want people to say, wow, this this you know bozo can do this thing. I think I'm gonna kill it. Like I literally, I want them to say that. The kill the anti of that is easy for you to say. Yeah. So if someone says easy for you to say, that means you have failed at showing them a duplicatable way. Wow. You're leaning too much on persuasion, charisma, personality, rapport, reputation. That's genius. Shows, o- shows <laughs> over. Thanks for being on. I got to go. <laughs> awesome, man. Go, go recruit, man. Go recruit. Hide those books. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude, that's genius, though. You're right. You're so right. Anybody awesome. can do it, it, right? That's that's genius. So, um, how much is your training for that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> free, totally free. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, so, wow. I don't even know where to go from here. Andrea Levine says Ray is a genius. 
Um, oh, too kind. Dude, that's that's incredible. I'm trying to process that, but there's not much there to process. It's just keep it simple. <laughs> keep it keep it simple. You know, and I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you the story of how I learned this because I didn't always know this. Oh, In fact, I did. I did everything wrong. Because you're you know, way better looking started. than me. I'm sure that you went out and and use that that multi-million dollar smile thinking this oh, is gonna, boy. this is gonna work right well I'll, I'll i'll tell you how i did it wrong right okay. and there, there's kind of two factors there's um you know team culture which is a totally different issue we haven't talked about but there's how you recruit somebody okay and so in my first network marketing company i was in real estate i'm a professional i understand sales i've been in sales in different you know kind of genres and so uh, I sought out the best presenter. And so I found this presenter who was amazing and dude, super slick. I mean, just, you know, killing it, right? Just, yeah. just make, you would sit there and be like, wow, this guy is good. Like he would literally, like, have you ever seen someone do an opportunity presentation and get applause afterwards? <laughs> yes, right? Like that's how good this guy is. Wow. And so I was bringing people, right? So I'd get people, you know, to the meetings and he would razzmatazz and, you know, put on the show and about, you know, about nine, 10% would join, which I think is, you know, fairly, you know, normal, I guess. And, uh, and so one day I got, I got my people there. We're excited. You know, where is he? He couldn't make it. And someone came in his place and it was a friend of mine yeah. who she's not, uh, not the most outspoken person, very introverted, very quiet, very not, you're just not blown away. Right. right? You're not like, wow. Man. <laughs> yeah, you no, know? And no so, applause. Yeah, no applause there. <laughs> and so she, she comes in and back then we had a, one of those flip charts, right? So you'd flip the chart. Yeah. And so she came in and she goes, hello everyone. Uh, today we're going to talk about and people are like, oh, geez, man, why did I come to this? People are checking their phone. People are looking back at me like, really, buddy? And, and, she, and she gets to the income disclosure part, okay? And she says, oh, by the way, I'm Emerald. And, and Emerald, on the page, you'd see it in the Emerald, average of 180000 a year. So here's what happened. Every person in that event, they looked at Emerald, they're bored out of their mind, right? They're, they looked at Emerald, they looked at 180,000 a year. They kind of, hey, Emerald, 180,000. Then they follow with their line, Emerald, 180,000. Then they took their finger, Emerald, they got one eye. They got one eye in the Emerald. 180,000. They look at her, they look at Emerald, they look at her, they look at 180,000, they look at her, they look at me. 100% sign up. Come on. Why? Why Why would they do that? Right. They all oh, said, if he can do that, I'm going to kill this thing. Dude. And see, that's what people don't understand. They think you got to razzmatazz. you got to be an expert. you got to have a logo. you got to have slogan. you got tagline. you got glamour shots with the, you know, the pink little thing and the leather jacket. They think that you have to be super impressive and you've got to understand your target market. You better get that niche right. You better understand the three elements of branding, differentiate or die, positioning. you got to learn all this shit. And they don't understand that all of that is making them special and credible, which will kill their duplication. Wow. So any other profession, you want to be a chiropractor? 
expert it up, man. You know, wear it with fancy tie, power tie, man. Get the Roly and the Timbos, whatever, right? You know, like, have it up, man. Best selling author everywhere on the planet, right? You know, stamp tattoo. I'm a best selling author, right? And so do all that stuff. <coughs> Dude. But if you want duplication, me. massive duplication, wow. then people need to look at you and say, wow, that's all you did? Well, man, if you, if you can do that, I think I can do that. Yeah. And so it's just a very different, you know, school of thought. That is unbelievable. Like I have never heard anybody say that ever. And I, I've been around for a while. Never. <laughs> like if it, and it, it makes sense. It could be done, and it could. Well, be and, I, and I'll and I'll tell you a lot. A, a lot of my thoughts on duplication. I, I always give them a shout out every time I, I mention some of their concepts. But I learned a lot from Larry and Taylor Thompson. Uh, just legends in network marketing. Uh, Larry's been around 50 years in the profession. He traveled with Jim Rohn for over 29 years all around the country, wow. or all around the world, I should say. And so a lot of a lot of what I learned about culture, about um, you know not being expert, special, credible, or anything like that, did come from Larry. Wow. And and both of them. Well, but I, I'm sure there's a lot of original stuff in there too, and that that's in, that. But it's incredible. It's 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 literally like when you simplify it down to that level, right? Because people don't buy into network marketing businesses because they think it's going to be complicated. Yeah, that's when they don't buy in. Yeah, that's when you know. I mean, they they may buy the product, sure, but you know, for them, like if, like imagine if. Um, imagine if every McDonald's had a MIT graduate as the manager of that McDonald's. You would say, I don't know if I can buy that franchise, man. I'm not a rocket scientist here. But instead, they got an 18-year-old running around, you know, uh, managing the entire place. Yep. Well, if that kid can do it, I think I might be able to, too. Right. So it's, it's, it's you know... Franchise-like kind of system. If you got an MIT graduate or or best-selling author or a branded guru running the McDonald's, then something's not right here. That system is too complex. If we need a, a best-selling you know podcast dude running your McDonald's, then there's something not right. Dude, I'm getting rid of anything that says best-selling author on any of my stuff. I'm burning all of my books today. <laughs> I'm taking it no. down off of Amazon. <laughs> See, if if you already have that, if you already possess that, right. then you just got to heavily lean on tools. Yeah. If you don't possess that, right. and you think you have to possess that, right. that's the problem. I, if you I, come in, if you come in and you're average Joe and you think, well, now I got to get a brand and I got a logo and a target market and a podcast and a blog, yeah. if you think that you have to get all those things to create success, that's one of the biggest problems in network marketing right now. And, and you don't have to. You lean on the tools just like the guru should lean on the tools too. I'll tell you something. I, um, I, I'm sure you know who Jordan Adler is. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm friends with Jordan. And, and when yeah. I was out in Las Vegas, I, I went over to his house and, and we, his, his, it's hard to explain where he lives, but, but we went down to another floor and, and had, had lunch. And, you know, I've been with send out cards forever, like since they started just about never signing anybody up. I just use the product and, yeah. and some, and, and Jordan's like, why haven't you ever done anything with this? And I'm like, you know, I'm just busy and blah, blah, blah. Same, same stuff. Right. 
And sure. and he says, um, dude, just take a picture with people and send them a card. I go, yeah, yeah, but I mean, look <laughs> at where you are, dude. You're the number one guy in the entire company, and you know, da da da. He's like, yeah, you know why? I just take a picture with people and send them a card. <laughs> yeah, Jordan knows the stuff. For I'm sure. like, holy crap! So it's that simp. That's it. That's the that's the key. Simplify Simple. it. Simple's the key. If if you're in a business where you're trying to get um, duplication, yes, that's the key. If yeah. you know, if you if you like, if you're a chiropractor, right? Um, you have to stand out somehow. Yeah. You have to be the kid chiropractor, the mom chiropractor, the whatever sports chiropractor. Like you, you have to stand out because everyone's competing for that that space, right? right? You're not trying to create other chiropractors. You're trying to stand out from other chiropractors. And people are lear they're learning that kind of branding advice and applying it over to network marketing right. because they're thinking transactionally. And you can't think transactionally in network marketing. That, that can't be your focus. It's got to be, how do I have a system? How do I have a franchise? How do I have something that anybody, if they plug in, can follow it no matter where they are in life? And that's that's the difference is people are taking generic branding advice, rolling it into network marketing, pitching it, and people want transactions, they want sign ups, so they're buying branding, they're buying all these different things. And I'm not saying not to brand, but there's a way that you can do it to where it's not you coming across as an expert or a guru. Right. And and that's that's the right way to do it. I I it, I, I see it. Like I literally see the light. <laughs> I've had I've had You're an healed. epiphany. I you. <laughs> wow. I don't think I ever need to do anything else ever again. Wear a ball cap, an old t shirt and, and just talk to people. I mean honestly I, I think about it from I what you're saying literally could be because look, I'm a marketer and, and it could I think about you know, the, the clients I've met with and talked about doing websites and so, and it seems like the ones that we end up not doing business with. And if I look back at it, it's because somewhere we, we overcomplicated the message. Yeah. We made it really, really, really difficult sure. where it's like, Hey dude, look, if I go to a chiropractor that says, well, first we're going to have to do x-rays and we're going to put you through one of those coffin machines whatever they are that, that does the magnetic stuff and the and then we're gonna draw blood and do all this blood work and dude what i just wanted my i just i feel a little stiff in my neck i just need it yeah. man like like that yeah. i think people are over complicating things not just yeah. in network marketing oh, yeah for no doubt no question you know um a, con a confused mind doesn't buy and a confused mind doesn't move forward either. And so there are people that it just seems too complex. If if your first instructions when you recruit someone is to go learn all this, then you're doing it wrong. You need to have pointed out, uh, you know, hey, by the way, if you want to build this business, you do exactly what I just did, which is show you that video or give you that sample pack or have you download this thing or read this thing or listen to this thing or whatever, whatever tool you, you decide on. Right. But if it's to go, you know, all right, now go go into the library and get eight hours of training in, then you're just going to have very, very little duplication. God, dude, this is this is such a if 
if there are people on here that haven't shared this, I think app, you had the breakthrough. This is great. This you is ins- <laughs> this is valuable, dude. I mean, seriously, I, I'm and I think about like you know I'm 50 years old. I know I don't look it, but I'm 50 years old. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm I like people approach me and they're like, well, hey, you know, we want to, we want, you know, I've made millions of dollars not in network marketing. I've spent <laughs> millions of dollars probably in that, but but you know, people will approach me and like, oh, we want you to talk to the owners of of the company, the CEO of the network marketing company wants to meet you and blah, 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 or, or this, all kinds of different things. Right. And, and we want you to talk to the million, like, dude, I don't want to talk to the millionaires in your company. I've never been a millionaire in network marketing. I want to talk to the average guy that's really making it like, you yeah. know, the guy that was facing foreclosure that figured out the secret. Right. And, and yeah. because that's simple, if I can listen to Joe, the plumber talk about yeah. how he, yeah, man, I got rid of my plumbing business and just started, you know, selling oil and potions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But right. There you go. But right. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, the, the, you know, the story, if all, if the only stories you're highlighting, you're only highlighting their ups, then you got a problem. Yeah. Now, the truth is people are cool with your ups if they're aware of your downs. Yes. And so, you know, like that's one thing, like when we were building our, our house here, um, you know, I did a lot of lives while we while we were building it. But I never did a live without sharing that, hey, a few years ago, I was in foreclosure, I was dead broke. And that's why I didn't get any hate. So I, I literally got no hate comments or anything. I was waiting for it. I never got any. But, you know, people, they're cool with your ups if they're aware of your downs. So if they would have said to you and some of those million dollar earners, probably did come from very modest beginnings, but they just didn't share that with you, right? right. They should have said, hey, you know, this guy was, you know, born dyslexic and, you know, had his uh, foot crushed by a train and uh, was on the brink of bankruptcy and now he's a million dollar earner. You would have said, ooh, I want to talk to that person. Right. So you you don't, it's not just about how awesome am I or how awesome are we? It's where do we come from? Where's the gap from where we came to where we are now? That's what makes it intriguing. It's the story. It's, it's, it's everything you're saying. It's simplifying it. So, sorry, we, we have, we live in Ohio, so it's bronchitis season. So we've got this Ah. bronchitis rolling all over the house. Um, but the, you know, I think that again, this is about people being stuck and, and for you personally, and I've been in foreclosure, I've been, I've been through all that stuff. Right. So, so when you were there, when you were at that point where, you know, they're, they're showing up, serving you foreclosure papers and, 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 or, or what, I don't know how far it went. I had a car repossessed in front of employees one day. That was awesome. Um, yeah. I'm like, you guys got paid. Don't worry about it. But you know, um, the, the business owner typically is the last one to get paid, but you know, so when you were there, how long were you there? How, how did it, was it a long, like, did it last for months and months and months? Or was it like this, it happened and you're like, in two days, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I would say probably a year, probably about a year that um, I was just uh, kind of lost, yeah. you know, yep. kinda, you know, I was kind of depressed. Uh, I was drinking pretty heavily. Um, I was maxing out credit cards. Um 
It sucked. Yeah. So for, for about a year, I was in a really, really bad place. I remember, you know, with, um, you know, I'd, I'd gone through divorce, had started dating, started dating Jess, and, uh, I mean, we would only go out. She was paying my utility bills. So, you know, my now my beautiful wife, Jessica, um, we were dating back then. She was paying my utility bills, and we would go out once a week to Bar Louie for Dollar Burger Night and sometimes splurge on the quarter for guacamole extra, right? Yeah. And and so I remember those days. For, for about a year, I was I was pretty lost. And I got, you know, it was a combination of just being, you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And um, I, long story short here, I hadn't talked to my dad in 13 years. And I actually went up, you know, and saw him and, and uh, repaired that relationship at least a little bit and came back. And by releasing some of that past garbage, I had a new, a new future, a new opening. And so I decided to fill that by getting off my butt and, and going to work. And that's, that's what I did. So you, you were, but you were, you'd left the, this, you were a realtor at this point. This is 08, no. 09. What's that? Was this around 08, 09, somewhere in there? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I wasn't a realtor. I was, so I was a real estate investor. Oh, okay. So I had rental properties. I was at least attempting to flip homes, you know, at that point. And uh, so, yeah, it was right in 2008, 2009 is when I had that. I mean, 2009, I made uh, a total of $19,000. Um, and, uh, you know, and then did better from there. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I remember the, those years. So, so, so you, was there a, but was there a a moment when you realized, holy crap, I think we're going to make it? Um, I mean, it, I just made a decision, you know, I made a decision that I'm going to make this thing work no matter what. And I had tried other network marketing companies before and, and, you know, whether it was, I think it was a combination of it not being a priority, me not being coachable, um, you know, kind of combination of those two things. But, um, the, you know, I just decided I'm going to make this damn thing happen. I'm wow. going to make it work. And so it didn't matter to me. I didn't care how long I thought. I mean, I had a conversation with Jess and I said, who again, we're still dating at that point. I said, uh, Hey, I just want to let you know for the next two years, it's going to be hell. I'm going to be on the phone nonstop. I'm going to be locked away, uh, in my, in, in the room there, just making phone calls and making this thing happen. And I'm, I'm sick of you paying my bills. I appreciate it, but I'm sick of you, you know, providing for me and I want to provide for you. And, um, it's, it's going to get intense around here. You've never seen me at this level of intensity. I had read a book called, uh, Go for No, which, um, I've now co-authored a book with those guys. Uh, but I went for 20 no's a day. I did one to two videos every single day. Um, for a period there, I was doing one to two meetings a day as well. I mean, I was just going after it. And, and so that, all of that activity, I got to, uh, 10,000 a month, my fifth month, um, uh, 40,000 a month, my seventh, 50,000 a month, my 10th, and just kept going, going from there. I share that though. But because, you know, and, and I always, you know, give this disclaimer. Some people say, well, I've been in my company for five months, so I'm not at 10,000 a month. <laughs> well, you got to keep in mind, I went full time as an entrepreneur in 2005. Yeah. 2008, I'm in foreclosure. I'm right. dead broke. I'm a million dollars in debt. Right. So it didn't happen for me in five months. It, it happened in like four years for yeah. me to get to any kind of income, really. And then from there, my first million dollar year was 2013. And so, okay, that was eight years as a full-time entrepreneur 
it took me to get to a million dollars. And some people say, well, I've been in my company eight years. Have you actually been full time? Right. I'm talking full time, full time. I'm talking the full, you know, other full timers are scared of my level of full time. And <laughs> right. I was going crazy. Right. I was right. working my butt off for eight years to get to that level. Right. Um, but in the meantime, dead broke, million dollars in debt, personal foreclosure. And so it wasn't just a skyrocket to the top. It was a lot of ups and downs. What do you what do you think makes um, what do you think keeps people stuck? Like keeps them like because because, again, I know that you eventually made it right. You, yeah. And it took eight years. I get that. But there are people, again, like you just said, you know, that, that'll say, well, I've been with my company for eight years or I've owned my company for eight years, my own business. Sure. Maybe they're not in network marketing, um, sure. you know, and we see people like Eric Worre, which I, I love the dude. I look up to him. He's he's created such an incredible movement. And, and what you're doing is such an incredible movement. But you were stuck at some point and there was something there that's probably common with everybody that gets stuck and stays stuck. What is that? Do you think? I mean, I'll speak for network marketing at least. Uh, I would say for, I would say two main things. Um, number one, overthinking. And, and so they're thinking about their, what to do. They're thinking about it. They're thinking, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And, and overthinking, but the, the simplest answer is um, a protection of their self-image over the possibility of making an impact. And so there are more people that are just too chicken to look back. They're too scared to look stupid in front of others. I was very willing to look stupid. I was very willing. I had people tell me, they're saying, I had people tell me to my face, how long are you going to be with this one? Uh, right? I had people say that. Yeah. I had people say, oh, you joined another one, did you? Yeah. Right? I'm like, Cool, bro. No problem. Some of those people have asked me if I'm hiring here in the last couple of years, <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, but that's okay. If I was scared, if I was chicken little about my self-image and how, you know, what if people don't think night me, right? If I, if I was so worried about what others thought, then I never would have created success ever. And that's what, you know, people are trying, they'll overthink things. And so they'll say, how do I build this without possibly ever looking stupid or possibly affecting my self-image in a negative manner? How do I do this and still, you know, you know, how do I get to second base with one foot on first? And so you have to be willing to look stupid. Yep. You have to be willing to not care. If you want the big money, you have to be willing to know what other people think of you or what your self-image looks like. And so you either care more about how you look to others you care about possibly making a difference for your family, for the families that you impact, and, and helping people out there. So, you know, that's your call. But most people are deathly afraid of what people will say about them, even if people aren't saying that many nice things now. <laughs> They're worried about even more negative, right? right? So people may not think highly of you right now, but we're so addicted to how that even looks, even though it sucks. Right. We're so addicted to that that we don't want to make any move that could possibly lower it. But that is the key for you to, to raise everything in your life. Dude, this this is this is golden. I mean, this is freaking gold. Uh, you're, you're making me think like I, I stayed stuck for so long because I was living in 
you know, in my 20s, I, I made millions and, and, and then, you know, became homeless <laughs> and broke and staying at a buddy's house. And he was a retired doctor, so we lived in a nice place. It was his place, and I didn't have a job and didn't pay anything to be there. But then eventually one day he's like, dude, you need to get the blank out of my house. Like, I'm, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> We're best friends. What do you mean? We had a, we had a good deal going. <laughs> yeah, right? So he's, I'm like, I don't have any money, though. And he's like, and I'm living in that that past story still, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a, but you don't understand. I'm a baller. Like, I had it all. You know, you had it yeah. all and having it all now are two different things. So he hands yeah. me 20 bucks. He's like, dude, figure it out. That's the last 20 I'm giving you. Get out. And, dude, nice. I had to go knock on Good doors that day and look stupid. Awesome. <laughs> At least I thought. Good for him. Right? I thought I, but I, it wasn't. It's what it takes. Yeah. It's what it I takes. I love it. You're right, man. I love this, man. So, so if somebody, and I ask this, and I don't want to keep you on much longer, but I, I appreciate you coming on. You've dropped some freaking gold today, man. Um, but if some, and I ask this question of everybody on, that comes on the show, if somebody called you and said, because I know you've been here, they said, Ray, look, man, my electric's being shut off tomorrow. My car was repossessed last week. I can't buy food for the kids. And the, I, I'm, I, I just don't know. I, I'm stuck, man. I don't know what to do. Nobody will give me a loan. I'm just done. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, besides going and getting a girlfriend that'll pay your utility bills for you. <laughs> or a doctor to let you live with them. <laughs> Boom! Nice! I love it, dude. Okay, so besides those two things. Wow, I love the way you just threw that right back at me. So, besides those two things, what would you say to that person? Like to help them get, because you and I know it's right there, right? It's a, it's, yeah. it's what you said a minute ago, the decision. But in that moment when you can't pay your bills and you're losing all your shit and your, 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 your electric's getting shut off everything, it's not easy to get unstuck mentally. No. What no. do you say to them? I mean, you know, I would, tell them two things um well actually for the very first question i would actually ask him is are you coachable because some people are coming to bear their wounds and they want to they want those wounds to remain so they want they wear their battle scars and you know no matter how bloody they wear them and they don't want a bandage and so they they want to wear it because Maybe it serves them for pity reasons. Maybe it serves them for handouts. Maybe it serves them for, you know, gifts or loans or, or whatever. And you're just, you're just not going to guilt your way or, or, or get people or, or sob story your way to success. It just doesn't work that way. And so uh, very first step is, are you coachable? And, uh, you know, are you, am I able to shoot you straight and tell you, uh, what's actually going to help you, or are you more telling me your story because you, you just you, you feel better saying it? And I'm going to make that distinction because I'm not going to give any instructions to someone who's not coachable. What's the point? What's the point in doing that? I'll go talk to the wall, or I'll talk to my uh, Havanese Bella out there. And, and so I'll ask if they're coachable, and if they're coachable, I'll say, well, two things. Number one, nothing but up from here. 
And number two, you need to ask yourself, how can I get out of this situation and think about value? Mm. You know, instead of handouts, loans, uh, you know, entitlements, uh, grants, you know, instead of all of those different things, how can you provide value to the marketplace? Is it mowing lawns? Is it folding laundry? Is it doing dishes at a restaurant? Is it going and, and becoming a telemarketer? Like those guys are always hiring, right? Yep. And so like, what is it that you can do? I realize you want a ball shot call, but you know, <laughs> you're not in that space. You're, you are in a space of you have to you have to get something coming in um, or you just got no options. And, you know, they, it may benefit them to learn some of the other stories of, of struggle, some of the other stories of people who are living out of their car who still happen to make it. And so, you know, I might have them do some homework there and look up some stories of, you know, rags to riches and, you know, struggle to success and that sort of thing. But what can you do right now? to put a little bit of money, not a lot of money, because you probably can't put a lot of money in, in anywhere when you're in that kind of mental state, but what can you do to get some, some money rolling in? And it may not be network marketing riches, it may be dishwasher riches for now. Right. And you just continue to work and work and work and so that you put you know, time in to, to build the dream of yours. Dude, brilliant, again. You know, Gary, Gary V talks a lot about this, you know, taking, things out of your basement and sell it like sure list it on eBay and sell it today. You can have cash yeah. today. I've had, I've had people to join when we were building a network marketing organization. I had people sell jewelry, furniture, bicycles, musical instruments, DVDs, game boys or, or game systems. Right. I had people sell all kinds of stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. You know, if they have stuff to sell, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. What, um, well, first off, tell me a little bit more about your company and what you and your wife are doing. Yeah. So, I mean, we, uh, we coach and train network marketers. Uh, we, you know, personally work, uh, and coach, you know, leaders and work closely with them. But we also have a group that we call rank makers, which, uh, in the first seven months of 2018 helped 2,800 people rank advance. And so we work with people on a very consistent basis inside of that group. We have over 13,000 in there. Um, and that's, uh, I go live in there every single day. I have since the first week of July, 2017. And, uh, we give them an action step in training. And that's, that's kind of our focus of how we're helping network markers at, at, at that, at any kind of level, really. And then we also have a, a mastermind program where we work with bigger uh, leaders. Wow. Um, so you doing some speaking engagement, stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Jess and I were, were speaking, uh, we're featured speakers at, uh, Eric's GoPro, uh, here in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a speaker at, uh, Russell Brunson's Funnel Hacker live event here in, I think, February. And so, uh, you know, we speak for different companies. Uh, we, and we do, we do speak at different events. Uh, I'm not a I'm not an on the road full time speaker. Although I used I used to be 22 days a month on the road speaking. Wow. Uh, I don't do that anymore. You know I got three kids. I like I like seeing them every now and then. Yeah. But um, but you know for you know for certain events and certain companies we'll uh, we'll certainly speak. Well, you've got some huge fans on here. Kathy Rickley, she's posting awesome. she's posting the link. Andrea Levine is in. I have a lot nice. of friends that are that are in Rank Makers with you. Oh, so. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's so awesome. So how can everybody follow you? 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, on Facebook, it's uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash Ray Higdon page. And then uh, if you wanted to know more about Rankmakers, we do open that this week. Uh, it's just rankmakers.com. It's a play on Rainmakers, but it's rankmakers.com. Wow. Love it, man. Love it. Um, and you're on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yes. I, I love your stories on Instagram. So um, anything else that you'd like to share with, with, with people to help them get unstuck if they're stuck? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a network marketer, I mean, who, who we really represent, um, you know, just stop overthinking it. See if someone's open. If they're open, great. If not, no big deal. Go on to the next person. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't think that you need to know some huge amount of things before you build a successful network marketing organization. I know people that are making over $100,000 a month that still can't explain their comp plan. That's just not a requirement for the bank to cash your check. <laughs> Oh, they wow. never, they never asked. They said, "Now, Ray, explain to us exactly how this <laughs> money was." I'm like, "I don't know." Uh, so you don't have to be a guru. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be an authority. You don't have to be an influencer. Um, you can build a very successful network marketing business by just utilizing the tools and having a great culture where people feel good, regardless of their level of desire, level of result. And that's what we show people how to do. Wow. And 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 look at you. Just it's it's just that simple. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. I, know. I love it, man. It's freaking awesome. Um, so Kathy said something about Ray's hashtag free coaching Friday. Oh yeah. So yep. What's that? So most Fridays, unless I'm traveling, uh, I do a free coaching Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern on my uh, Facebook page. On your fan page? Fan page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Dude. I, f thank you. I, Welcome. I, Thanks for having me. I, for having hey, me man. I'm I'm glad we're connected. You're you're a great yes. guy. I'm, I'm. It's good good to get to know you even better. So thank you for taking Appreciate the time. It. Appreciate you got it. Got it. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, yeah. everyone. Thank you to everyone who's been on here. Thank you for sharing this. Hang on one second, Ray, and we okay. will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.